0: Real fast. I wanted to tell you about my new podcast, Upworthy Weekly. It's a lighthearted news podcast. It comes out on Saturdays. And I have forced my co-host, Todd Perry, to join me here to help me tell you about our new venture, Todd, Why Should They Listen?,
1: well, I mean, a lot of people, they think, oh, it's the Upworthy podcast. It's just going to be sunshine, and it's going to be unicorns. But you know what? It's really not that. Allison doesn't have the ability. She doesn't <laughs> have it in her to actually be that person that I thought we were hiring when we did this show. But clearly, after just a couple episodes, the facade dropped, okay? I thought, you know, she's doing the Upworthy show. It's not going to be like, oh, neurotic, cynical, cynical. Allison, but no, she's there. So, you know, <laughs> I try to counteract that with some of my ah, good vibes.
0: Ah. Um, I, uh, I would argue that if one person is coming off as a little bit cynical and unhinged right now, it's not me.
1: It comes out every Saturday, wherever you get podcasts.
0: Bye. Allison Rosen,
1: Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, we've heard the good times never end. Allison
0: Rosen, do you win the wavy pants pants again? Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alison Rosen is your best friend. I'm delighted to bring in my guest in a moment. But first, I must catch up with my producer, the bad boy of podcasting, even though I've been trying to steal that title from him and he won't release. He's got a death grip on it. He tried to tell me that I'm too old to Not be what the I bad said. boy what I said. <laughs> that's what i heard of podcasting that the title is bestowed on you when you're young and i wasn't even trying i mean i wasn't even trying myself to come for it a friend of the show jordan morris suggested like maybe i could get in on it and then i got excited by that and then tony's like no no you can't have it anyway i have to chat with this guy for a moment mm-hmm. then we're bringing in the guest hello tony what do you have to say for yourself <laughs>
1: Hello. Yeah, it was just, you know, I, my favorite thing about this is I like the treatment that it's a real title. <laughs> like, that I have any, yeah. uh, that there's even an ounce of seriousness that I take that title. Uh, you know. Well,
0: you're cock blocking me from also being the bad boy of podcasting.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> no, I guess it's the opposite of yes ending. <laughs> i'm no i'm no butting you taking the title away from me
0: right so there henceforth and ergo and there and other words that are similar to that it seems you take it seriously don't you think
1: if that's how you want to view it sure (laughs) yeah boss you got it boss
0: (laughs) that seems pretty serious i mean if if it's all silly then what's the harm
1: all right fine let's see let's try it on there how do you what do you think there, I've given it up. It's yours oh, now.
0: This is really be careful what you wish for, because now I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: see? I, yeah.
0: It's like, it really was about the pursuit for me.
1: Yeah. Because and you didn't, you this didn't so, see like, this curveball coming that I was just I gonna, really didn't. Yeah. No.
0: I really thought I wanted it. That's I part really of being did. a bad
1: boy. You got to be unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I really thought I wanted it. And then all of a sudden, when I, I could feel it swinging my way, and then I'm like, ugh. Yeah. All right. Let's see. It's a big responsibility. So how, I'm going to try it on first. Okay. Guys. So let's see. It would be like, hey everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another exciting episode. Wait. How do I start the show? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get into the right headspace.
1: Yeah. I mean, you Allison, were you were doing it right.
0: Rosen. Allison's new best friend. Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Alice Rosen's new best friend. I can't wait to introduce my guest in a moment. Oh, I don't even say who I am, because it's in the title. Hey, everyone. Hi, hello. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of the show. I'm Allison Rosen, the bad, bad boy of podcasting. I can't wait to <clears throat> bring in my guest, but first I must chat with my producer, the other bad boy of podcasting. Tony, you're going to have to get a new title.
1: Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. You won't even need to chat with me anymore, because you don't give a fuck about talking to me. You're the new bad boy.
0: Yeah, and I don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, I won't so give there a go. fuck.
0: Don't give a fuck. It's really fighting with your new best friend.
1: Yeah, Allison confusing. Rosen
0: is the bad boy of podcasting, and she's also your new best friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you are you are forcing people to be your best friend because that's what that's right. uh, That's rule number one of being a bad boy.
0: Should I hire a consultant to work with me on my image?
1: If it's me, yes.
0: Because <laughs> <clears throat> you need to, because <clears throat> we're going back to in person. I don't know what's happening, phlegm wise, guys. I just would like to apologize. We're going back to in person. Everyone knows you're paying me forty thousand per show mm-hmm. <clears throat> to go back to in person. Yep. So you need me to now pay you exactly to consult. I got
1: to get this money. I got to get this forty k somewhere. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Enough of this. Uh, if my voice continues to do this, I suggest everyone. Turn the episode off and never listen to me ever again. That's a classic bad boy move. Mm, I don't care.
1: Wow. Yeah. You know there what? There you go. You're catching if on. You,
0: hey, if you like it, subscribe. If you don't, I don't care. And if you do, I don't care. It's the opposite of what I normally say, which is if you like it or even if you don't, make sure yeah. you're subscribed. Yeah. If you you're- like it or even if you don't, I don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah. Man, that would
0: Hey, badass. if you want to review us, click five stars or don't. I don't – tell a friend or don't if you even – who cares?
1: This is good. I think this is going to be huge for you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Okay. I cannot – speaking of friends or was I? I can't even remember a moment (laughs) ago. I got so much going on. I cannot wait or I don't even care about bringing in (laughs) my next guest. This is someone I have known for years, someone I used to work with. He is – co-host of The Film Vault. He is the sound effects guy, <clears throat> oh fuck, and sidekick on The Adam Carolla Show. Uh, he is an author of Shrinkage, Manhood, Marriage, and the Tumor That Tried to Kill Me. It is my old pal, Bald Brian Bishop. Please put your hands together.
2: Hello. It's me, the bald boy of podcasting.
0: <laughs> the bald boy? Ooh, that's good. That's not
2: bad, right? i am had that's to run really with that. Good. That's, That's really good. a nice ring to it. Allison, it you've gotten soft uh, since you've uh, stopped working with me because uh, you would never have said, for fear of it turning into a drop, uh, no one ever listened to me again. <laughs> I and know. T- and then, Tony, I, I w- I'd highly recommend that after the show, you track that down and get that as a drop. <laughs>
0: okay. That's All good right. advice. Okay.
2: How long has Tony yeah. been w- 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 with you? I, I don't feel like he was here last time we recorded.
0: No, well, so he was, but you were p- potentially on tour, or was I, think, I... I think it was
1: during that beginning part of COVID where you were just doing these by yourself for a yes. bit. Yes, yeah. That so sounds about right.
0: Yeah, so Tony's been producing for... A, we never can figure out exactly yeah, like, when it was. Three, it's been like and,
1: three years, close to three years, I think. I think it's... Which is insane. Ma-
0: yeah, maybe even been longer. Yeah. But at the beginning, during Zoom... I was just doing them solo and sending them to him. I forget why. Because I, I couldn't you. figure it out.
2: Now, Tony, yes. what has happened in your life that you ended up here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just
0: bad boy shit. Yeah. That's bald, that's bald boy. Oh, bald boy shit. Well, <laughs> Tony has hair. So for him, it was bad boy.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm kidding. Don't answer that. Allison, it's wonderful <laughs> yes. to see you. Um, so I, to see I'm honored, you. as always, to be your guest. Uh, and it's nice when you catch up with old friends. Well, you know... It's jarring when they change dramatically. You'd be like, "Oh shit, what happened in this person's life?" You left the show, double and triple, uh, 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 double thinking. You know, going back and, and uh, resonating on your uh, your own moniker that you bestowed upon yourself moments before. So it's you never, never change. <laughs>
0: That's true, yeah, so fill me in. you were la- you've been on the show a bunch, and i I encourage everyone to go back and listen to all those shows, except new me to <laughs> whatever you want. It's your life nice. um but you were last on two years ago, and I know this because uh Elliot and uh Tessa were like three and a half, which sounds mm. less so young compared to where they are now. Uh, which is nuts. So it was two years ago. Um, So catch me up on uh, what's happened in the last two years. Yeah.
2: If I I recall correctly, it was early. Well, it was mid COVID. I don't know when it was. It's not important, but I was, I would actually highly recommend your audience go back and check out my last appearance, if for no other reason than to compare and contrast with how I'm looking and sounding and feeling now. Um, I was on a pretty heavy dose of pretty gnarly steroid – or no, sorry – Uh, chemotherapy back then. Mm -hmm. God, what I wouldn't have given for steroids. Uh, Chemotherapy at the time, uh, my my tumor, which you alluded to with my book, um, had had a recurrence and a doctor was taking aggressive action to uh, beat it back, which it did, which is good good news. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm doing obviously much better. Um, I'll thank you not to make clinking noises while I'm revealing (laughs) the (laughs) deepest, darkest
0: secrets of my life. Uh, the, it was one clank to prevent future clanks, though. Oh, I It was see. a prophylactic
2: to clank. To let the air out of the, out of the, yeah, the balloon. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you kind of got, just got a little out. I but understand.
0: I, I should have chosen my spot,
2: honestly. Agreed. We'll talk yeah. about podcasting afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're new to the game.
0: I honestly, I saw that like, well, Conan O'Brien invented it, right?
2: That's what I understand.
0: Yes. Okay. So anyway, so you're doing much better.
2: Doing much better. Feeling good. Um, just got back from Hawaii, uh, maybe a few, yeah, uh, last uh, Saturday, so six days ago as we record this, um, and uh, feeling good. Definitely the upswing, um, reinvigorated with energy, happy to see you, and uh, to a much lesser extent, Tony. I um, understand. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, up- upwards and onwards. Good. Where in Hawaii did you go? Went to the same place we went the last three or four years to uh, Wailea uh, on Maui, um, which is a just beautiful. I actually haven't explored the islands nearly enough. We used to go to Kauai every year, which is gorgeous. Just it's 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 the Garden Island. Have you been? Mm.
0: Yes, we. But we've gone to the south side a couple times. We've never yes. we've Ugh. like driven up to the North Shore, but we've never stayed on the North Shore of Kauai.
2: Makes sense. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> How That's
1: a bald I, boy I, right
0: there. <laughs> What did you say?
2: That's bald boy right there. Uh, <laughs> well, I would like to know what that means. Um, yeah, the North Shore. I mean, it, the whole island's beautiful, as you probably yeah. know. Kauai is just magical, and they call it the Garden Island for a reason. It's just so green and lush and quiet and quaint. And Maui's a little different; it's a little more, you know, resorty, and mm-hmm. they just got different speeds. So, depending on what you're in for, uh, depending on what you're up for, uh, you know, there, there's something for everyone.
0: So, Wailea is your spot now. Yeah. Well, well, yes, especially
2: because this is the last year I think we can get away without taking Tessa. Wow. Uh, who, if your audience might not know, my six year old daughter, well, soon to be six year old daughter, um, she was making a lot of noise about wanting to come this year and we were going to bring her, uh, except we found out that LAUSD uh, school started, um, the week we were going to go. So, like, great parents, we debated whether or not we should, see her off her first day of school and it's a new school and, and first grade and all the stuff. She's nervous. She's the youngest kid in her class, 22 kids. And she's one of two who are just starting this year. Everyone Mm -hmm. else was in the kindergarten coming in from the year before. Uh So she was understandably nervous. And so we, you know, realized pretty quickly that we should be there for her first day. So we walked her to school at 8 a.m. and then got on a plane at 9.30 and flew oh to God. Hawaii. Who picked her up? Uh, my mom uh, was in town for a couple of days, was okay. with us, walked her to school, did the whole thing. And then my mom departed back to the Bay Area and Christy's uh, parents took over for the uh, remainder of the i was say week, it. but it was five days.
0: How did it go for her, for Tessa?
2: Fantastic. Don't you have a podcast called Childish for this? I do. Okay. Uh,
0: went, <laughs> well, you're not on that one though. <laughs> That's true. So, so no, I don't have a podcast called Childish for discussing Tessa's. <laughs> That's first a really day good point. First grade.
2: Got <laughs> yeah, I me mean, there. No, it, it went great. You know, she's nervous and anxious and excited and all the stuff at the same time. Um, she, we, this is an interesting development. I think it was it was two days ago, in her second week of school. Um, I got a phone call from school saying Tessa has a tummy ache and mm-hmm. I was, it was a school nurse and I was like, oh, okay, well, and she's like, would you like to talk to her? I'm like, yeah. Um, she was just kind of nervous to be at school. You know what I mean? It was kind of overwhelming. Right. And then Tessa – caught on to the fact that if she said she had a tummy ache, she got to go to the nurse's office and call home. So they kept calling Christy because I left for the, you know, the Corolla show and they kept calling Christy like, uh, Tessa has a tummy ache again. (laughs) And finally after the third call, she went to get her because, you know, at a certain point you got to throw in the towel and we explained, you know, gently and, 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 um, as supportively as we could, Tessa. I I understand that you know you you you're was maybe a little upset because you were nervous or whatever. But uh, if you come home, it's not a, a watch TV day and it's not a play with your toys day. You know, if you come home sick, you got to rest. You know, like in your in your bed or whatever. So she got the idea, but she <laughs> she's a she's a quick study, as you can as you can see.
0: Yeah, she sounds pretty smart. So wait, Dude, why she, is I'm
2: sorry. I know every kid brag, every parent brags about their kid. I am more fearful because I believe Tessa to be a cult leader who is <laughs> exceptional at math whereas I was maybe you know slightly above average at a young age like mm-hmm. middling. Uh Tessa is a is bordering on a math prodigy like oh, wow. she she Everything is easy for her. At their school the other day, they had a project where they broke the kids, the 22 kids, into teams of like five or six or whatever. And the task was take these pencils and take these clothespins and make uh, the you know structures, a standing structure, the tallest tower or whatever you can make out of it. Tessa drew – Tessa became the team leader. She drew a schematic. And the the team executed it and won the competition by making oh the tallest. God. I know. I'm, I'm like, what are you? Where where did this come from? Is
0: she gonna be an architect? Because you know how yes, I they're feel evil. about architects.
2: <laughs> she will be the first non evil architect.
0: <laughs> the world needs one. And it's
2: funny because the 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 school has like a shutterfly account that they like subscribe you to. You know, yeah. and you see cl- pictures of the class, pictures of the kids, whatever. I don't want to insult other six year olds but the drawings (laughs) they came up with look more like necklaces and the pictures were just of shit strewn about like Mm -hmm. Tessa built like an Eiffel Tower
0: (laughs) that's very impressive it was
2: shocking I was more like you know there's a level you get where you're impressed but then you're a little afraid yeah I'm like you I I can't keep up you're doing I can't do this
0: Cross the Rubicon yeah beware you have a tiny architect on your hands I know so what are the how- signs
2: to watch out for?
0: <laughs> this is one of them.
2: This is one of them.
0: Um yeah, I don't know. What are the other signs of like megalomania in a six year old? She is
2: um sh- she is telling a lot of the kids what to do and they're listening. Wait, for real? <laughs> yeah, not not her she not evil yet, but more like, you know, <laughs> where, where to put their backpacks and, and stuff like that, where to sit. Uh, things of that nature like she is she's First a real a
0: will to power
2: she's a real Svengali.
0: i love it i mean it just seems like there's sort of room for her to rise to power and she's assuming it yes in a it's power vacuum fault.
2: in a power yeah. vacuum just assume you know the crown
0: <laughs> exactly um so wait how why why did she not do kindergarten at this school
2: She has been at the same Bright Horizons facility since she was nine weeks old. Oh, wow. She went from the infant room to the red room to the, you know, year by year, basically. Mm -hmm. And the final room was the treehouse room. And that is a kindergarten um, pre-K or TK hybrid. Yeah, TK hybrid. And everyone in her class was older than her, but they're all the kids she's known her whole life. So she Mm -hmm. just went along with the group and she was doing all the same well, they don't you know throttle the work for everyone they just give everyone the same assignments or projects or whatever and so when it, all those kids are going into first grade and we were like well she just did a year of kindergarten basically so we we kind of petitioned the school and they had they actually called her teacher and were, and she's like yeah she she's ready for first grade
0: Look at that. Wow. I know. So are you guys feeling good so far about, and I do have everyone listen to child. You know what though? On childish, we don't talk about parenting nearly as much as this. I think we intended to <laughs> at the beginning. So yeah, it's a little flip flop. We'll go talk about Bob Bryan's other stuff nice. on childish. He won't it. be there, but, um, are you feeling good about public school so far? So far, so
2: good. It's, it's a, very well rated school, which, as you probably know doesn 't really mean shit and, you know it 's really once you get in there and start looking around and you can tell that it's you know the parents are involved there 's like an active parents association or whatever the principal the principal is new she just came from i think a school uh, elementary school in the Palisades, which, as you know, are are pretty high end schools, and so she 's I think she's kicking ass over at our new school because, you know, she's used to sort of higher performance or at least a lot of involvement from the parents and stuff. So no complaints so far. Everything is running very smooth. It's been a week and a half. No, two weeks as of today. So no complaints.
0: As well. Um, Elliot's also at a public school and I, it's really too early to have an, like it's too early to have an opinion. I'm totally aware of that. Um, And he likes it, but I just, we went from a preschool that was very warm and fuzzy and hand-holdy, and I just can't help but feel like so far, it just feels, even though it's very highly rated and people really rave about Burbank schools and this school in particular, I just can't help but feel like it's institutional and cold and but I don't know if that's about Elliot or about me it might be about like I wish I felt like it was more of a warm fuzzy hand-holding kind of place I don't know that he actually minds it at all and I also don't know how accurate my read on it is yet
2: also true yeah. No, we're in similar situations. Tessa, I, Tessa's daycare slash preschool, which again she was in from nine weeks old, was very nurturing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like her, yes. Kin- the last class she was in that kindergarten class I told you about was seven kids, including her. You Know oh, so wow. to go to a class of 22, which is the largest she's ever been in, mm-hmm. you know, feels jarring to us, my wife and I, and, and you know, probably you if you're in the same situation. But um, kids adapt pretty quick, you know, mm-hmm. and she's she's like, Oh, this is my new reality, and these are my new friend, we're not new friends, but you know what I mean. This is my new right. class, this is my new teacher. Um, it helps that it is, you know for a public school, a little less than what you're describing. Like it's a little institutional, a little more maybe on the fuzzy side, but it's Mm -hmm. still just a public school, you know? So I I look at that as a rite of passage, um, in a way like, you know, as one, I, I had both a private and public school experience, you know, for a number of years growing up and, It 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 is. I hate saying it, but it is what it is. You know, it's like kids kind of adapt, and water reaches its own level, and it's the new normal, and all those cliches.
0: The thing I feel about you, bald boy of podcasting, is the guy's cliche.
2: Yeah, that's me. (laughs) Just platitudes.
0: Um, Did you wait? But did you go to private and then public, or the other way around?
2: I bounced around a lot. Uh, We so first grade. Catholic school, second grade, public school, third grade, back to that Catholic school, moved cities and did public school from fourth through eighth, and then did um, the Catholic high school, uh, Sarah High School in the Bay Area.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. I knew, I remember from your book, I knew that you had, but it was undiagnosed ADHD, right?
2: Yes. Correct. And it's funny you mentioned that because we actually just hired a new producer on the, um, film vault, uh named Avery, and he is working for a company that is developing. I'm gonna get this wrong, but it's basically like developing some kind of diagnostic software for ADHD. Oh. I've never been officially diagnosed, like by the time, you know, that would have been a thing, the ship had sailed. Uh, you know, I was well I was well into or past college. Um, but I have always been curious and he was like, hey, you know, if you want to test out our software we can, you know, I'm like, that sounds great. So uh, stay tuned for that.
0: Um, how fun, you know, what's funny. And this just shows how I, how, for some reason, when you said developing software, this just shows how fucking old I am, even though I like to pretend I'm hip and young. The image in my brain is a floppy disk. And I don't mean a diskette. I mean, like old fashioned. Oh, like the three and a half in or whatever it was the five The inch, flexible. Like, yeah, 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 those flexible ones with like the little notch out of the side that you'd buy it like egghead software. If anyone gets that reference.
2: I don't even get that reference. I don't think we have <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's,
0: Tony, do you, have you heard of Egghead Software? No, I don't think was, so. Maybe it wasn't even a chain. Maybe there was, was just one say. store called... Some Tony, regional will, humor for y'all. Yeah. A hyper-local regional humor for people who are really old. That's my demo. Tony, will you look up uh, Egghead Software? Thank you very much. So, Brian... Yes. You, you guys on the Adam Corolla show, Are you f- you're fully back in the studio, pandemic's over.
2: Yeah, I pretty much went back uh, when I got vaccinated in April of 2021, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, well, it sounds like you're going back to in-person interviews soon. And, you know, you've done this long enough to know that Zoom, while a fantastic innovation and incredibly convenient, uh, you know, it's just not the real Lose. thing, you know, being in person and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I had gone, so after vaccines, there was a little period of time where we went back to in-person and then once I found out that people were still coming down with COVID, um, and then we had a scare because we had a babysitter who's, she was exposed. Um, and then I got scared. And so then like a bunch of vaccinated people I know got it, uh, and that was Delta. And then my si- – what happened? My sister's son went to school for like a day and then like her whole family got it um, and they got fairly sick. This was – it was during Delta. So it was like a sure. while ago at this point. Um, and then I got freaked out again. So then we went back to Zoom. Um, and then we did Zoom for a while. Tony was miserable. <laughs> and then uh, then we all got COVID a couple months ago. Um, and I have just been a real stickler for not wanting to expose myself because I, even though Zoom sucks, however, now that, so I've been like a holdout, but now that Elliot is in school, I feel like (laughs) we're just in a germ soup. The the point is moot. Yes, exactly. Yeah,
2: I, I understand. Yeah, I I have obviously the added wrinkle of having gone through, you know, pretty serious rounds of chemo, uh, yeah. you know, uh, prior to getting vaccinated. I think I finished my last serious dose slash round in like January of 2021, somewhere in mm-hmm. that neighborhood, and then having just gotten, oh no, I must have finished. I finished some really toxic stuff just before, just while I was vaccinated. So it coincided well. So I felt comfortable enough to, you know, limited interaction, you know, with uh, strangers and whatnot. Um, But, you know, it's at a certain point, you got to get out there and live your life.
0: Right. I
2: mean, so are you you taking whatever precautions make sense for you? For me, it was, you know, immunocompromised, but
0: right. So what kind of precautions do you personally take
2: at the moment? Yeah. Not None. I mean no, okay, that's not true. I I I so you know I go to see a lot of movies obviously for mm-hmm. the film vaults and to a lesser extent, you know, for the Bollywood segments on the Corolla show. Um but I typically wear my mask in the theater. Um it's just an enclosed environment for 2 hours and I'd rather not, you know, take, you know, increase my chances from, you know, 5 to 10%. Uh so mask up in the uh movie theater. Um yeah, uh traveling to Hawaii i think i wore my mask in the airport for sure on the plane I'm not as concerned i just feel like the you know the the air is is um filtered or circulated or whatever to as to a appropriate extent um so i'm i i'm pretty off and on with the mask on the plane in the airport more so, it's just a lot of humanity in a in a cramped space for yeah. an hour or whatever it is i guess anytime it, it's a uh, like we went to Chicago, my wife and I w- went to Chicago, um, the weekend before we went to Hawaii, uh, on a sort of last minute whim, uh, because she used to live there, uh, mm-hmm. and she went to Northwestern. I was at Northwestern for a short period of time. So was, we've always wanted to go together. So we went kind of on a last minute whim. And, uh, I think when we we're around like the L train, you know, we wore masks mm-hmm. and stuff just when you're in cramped spaces and low ventilation, it seems to make the most sense.
0: I know you guys are kind of, um, Epicureans, although I remember that when you, uh, when your tumor was, was growing again, you were saying that you had completely lost your appetite and it was like a struggle to keep on weight. But in general, you guys enjoy, uh, eating out. Have you been eating out inside?
2: Yes, that is less of a concern. Um, especially because you're eating, um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's less than it probably was at some point in our lives, just because of you know Tessa and the right. reality of having a six year old and our our beloved nanny babysitter who we've had since Tessa was one year old turned one year old just moved to Texas like last week. So that was a that was a How big emotional she? that was a big emotional moment for for all That's of us, tough. but especially for Tessa. Yeah. You know, it's the only, and, and uh, more importantly, our uh, nanny slash sitter had a um, daughter who was like 10, mm-hmm. I like guess 10 or 11, but she's known Tessa since she was like, you know, five or six and that's Tessa's uh, de facto older sister. So, you know, it was, yeah. uh, it was emotional for sure. It's tough. I know.
0: Oh, that's really tough.
2: Can I, I I'm going to, hmm. Yeah, I'll just say it. I already wrote it up, so what can't back out now. Um, I wanted to give her a really nice uh, – uh, the, the, the sit or the mom. I wanted to give her a really nice parting gift like, you know, thank you for five great years. Um, uh, but I couldn't think – you know, framed picture or some nonsense. But I also wanted to give her something valuable, you know, for – her future and, you know, to, to get her, she's moving with her family and she wants to start a new life out there in like San Antonio area. So, uh, I, I came up with the idea to give her uh Tesla stock, which she was very, uh, appreciative of, you know, it's mm-hmm. pretty valuable. So she was, uh, do you think that's a decent gift? I mean, it's not very sentimental. Chris, okay, sorry. So round up the picture. Christy yeah. gave her a lovely, photo montage of her and Tessa and the daughter and everything. So I feel like we covered both bases.
0: Yeah, I think so. What is the stock doing right now? I have, it just split three ways. Oh, so that's good. Right. I have to, I have to say I have like a really, uh, tenuous grasp on our tenuous understanding of the market. Like I am, you know, I have, I, I am somewhat invested in it and i don't have a ton in it but i am someone invested in it but like i'm real like hit or miss with you know there will be times where i feel like i have like researched a certain stock and i'm like paying attention to it and then there's other times where i'm like i should really check because i haven't (laughs) looked at it very very often We
2: have yeah. very few individual stocks. You know, we we are smart enough to know what we don't know, and we yeah. you know we have hired a, a you know a person, a money manager so to speak, to just basically run our investments. We mm. we were smart. Well, we I, I give all credit to Christy because she was smart enough back when she worked for Jaguar. You know, she was in the industry, and right. she's like, "This is I don't even know what year. This is a long time ago." She was like, "Tesla's really like." like doing interesting things we should invest and at the time the stock was 91 dollars and we i was like oh that's a lot of money (laughs) so we bought (laughs) a few shares and uh now you know it's much more than that so we've done pretty well uh but yeah that was that was our by far and maybe our only uh successful individual stock pick
0: yeah That's smart. There, I do have a few individual stocks. And when I bought them, they went up a ton since then. But I held on to them and now they've gone down. And I'm just like, Yeah, they'll go up again. That's the hope. That's really the hope. But it's like if I had sold. But you know what? At that point, it's like gambling. It really feels like gambling. It's like it's not. You're talking about Goodyear. (laughs) Like it's not enough where it's like, oh, I could have retired on what i had made it just would have been like oh you know that was a smart whatever it does feel it feels like gambling versus like funds retirement account that kind of stuff feels more like smart investments the individual ones it's just like it's like it's
2: it's beneficial and it's nice and it helps don't get me wrong but it's like will this be our next down payment you know what I mean like yeah well actually with Tesla maybe but <laughs> yeah, overall usually not
0: right yeah i think that's a, i think that's a smart gift yeah it was cool i thought, smart... it was, uh, thought it was thought it was inventive what was her reaction when she saw it though was she like ah oh. no she,
2: she she her boyfriend uh is uh she as she tells me like does the day trading and like oh. is into the stock market so she had a pretty good idea of what was you know what was going on
0: Got it got it um, how 's film fault going I think it 's going great you'll have to
2: ask people who listen, but uh, I, 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 it 's going really well. Um, what, Where would I oh, find one you, know, I was gonna, you have to dig pretty hard, honestly. <laughs> we uh, just started doing live watch alongs like oh, once cool. a month um, to uh, to movies and people. Um, Join and uh, watch and chat on YouTube, and it's it's really fun, and I'm it's much more it's much more popular than I would have anticipated. We did it last That's night.
0: Fun. How's Anderson?
2: Feeling out of your business. <laughs> he's good. He has a, he has a little boy who's only a month younger than Tessa, um, nice. Atticus. So uh, he's doing great. I Saw him last night running around the house in his underwear. It seems like he's doing well.
0: <laughs> um. So just to go back to the stuff with your health. So yeah. When I last talked so so when I last talked to you, you had been on a vastin so so just to bring I do recommend everyone goes and listens to the last episode for a more in depth um discussion of the stuff that i'm I'm just kind of gonna like quickly give everyone a thumbnail.
2: It may be um, jarring because I was pretty sick at the time,
0: yeah, um so in you were diagnosed in two thousand nine. They found the tumor in two thousand nine. Initially,
2: right? yes, correct.
0: Yeah, uh, and you. So they found a, an inop, inoperable brain tumor. They gave you about six months to six live. Six months to a year. Yep. And they started giving you a medicine. They discovered a medicine, but well, they didn't discover the medicine. But they discovered that your tumor responded to a medicine called Avastin. So for years, you would get Avastin infusions, and that held the tumor at bay. And then this is all correct. All of a sudden, and everyone, by the way, read the book that I mentioned in the intro, Shrinkage, Manhood, Marriage, and the Tumor That Tried to Kill Me, because it is such a good book. Uh, and no spoilers, but at one point Brian's wife had to clean up his poop. That's how bad things got.
2: No, no, no. Not at one point.
0: Multiple times. Two points. At two points. <laughs> at two points there was poop cleanup. That's right. Uh but yeah it was just it's it's a really good book um and so then at a certain point though you had and i didn't know about this had happened a couple a few years prior to our most recent episode but i didn't know about it you had a small stroke right you woke up yes. and your arm was super weak and then they realized you had a small stroke and they thought that the avastin had uh cr- created the situation that had caused it, right?
2: They didn't know for sure, but it was it was uh, certainly plausible and just to um, give me time to recover and, uh, uh repair myself that took me off the Avastin because the Avastin is actually not a chemotherapy as a blood vessel inhibitor. Mm-hmm. So the idea that, you know, blood, blood would be restricted in any way from flowing, uh, ideally to the tumor, um, may have, you know, contributed to, uh, you know, blood not flowing correctly to parts of the brain.
0: So then was it because they had stopped the Avastin that your tumor began growing again? Like, do they know that for sure?
2: They don't. They, I mean, it, it's, again, plausible, makes sense right. the way you know, the story is told. But uh, these tumor, as my, as my doctor will tell me, uh, the, these tumors, um, especially the, the uh, glioma that I have, kind of a cousin to the GBM glioblastoma, um, is so unpredictable, you know, mm-hmm. it could grow at any time for no reason. Or it could stay dormant for ten years like it right. did.
0: Right. God damn, it's a, such a sort of Damocles yeah. growing in your brainstem. So it is in your brainstem, right?
2: Correct. Hence why it's inoperable. You know, the the the, the brainstem is is spider webbed by mm-hmm. uh, cranial facial nerves, uh which control everything from blinking to breathing to, you know, all the, all those functions. And if you nick one of those, it's uh, bad news.
0: Right. Oh, I should have said it wasn't just a vast in th- that they did originally, though. You also had a lot of radiation, which had all sorts of side effects, which are are uh, in the book. Like, I know that you were. It felt like you felt like you were in Las Vegas all the time, like super hyper stimulated.
2: Overstimulated, yeah. I mean yeah. the radiation, especially in that part of the brain, the brainstem, just really scrambled me. It was really tough. This is all two thousand nine. Plus the they simultaneously had me on Temidar, which is a chemotherapy, which is just kind of the standard care. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's kind of a blunt object, but that's just what they do. Um would have been nice to have some advances in the last ten years, but here we are.
0: Yeah, I mean so, there are
2: advances. I'm being glib, but you know th- that's still what they do.
0: Right, right. So, so they discover that your tumor is growing again mm-hmm. uh, a couple year a few years ago. Shortly, uh, or yeah, basically
2: at uh, the start of COVID. I mean, like like right before like January or February. Uh, shortly after, I did the uh, fundraiser in 2019, November of 2019.
0: And was that, did they discover it on like a, a CAT scan? MRI.
2: Yeah. MRI. I do. I get regular MRI. Just
0: a routine. So you weren't having any symptoms. It was just a routine MRI.
2: Yeah. No, I don't think, I really don't think I was having any serious symptoms. Um, yeah. It was, it was just one of those regularly scheduled MRIs.
0: Did um, you, and did they go straight to a chemotherapy drug or did they do Avastin at all?
2: I feel, well, they had stopped the Avastin and they, they, they were hesitant to start it again, given that I was so close to when I had my stroke, which I guess was 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if I remember correctly, they put me on, on Temidar, the original OG, you know, uh, chemotherapy, oral right. pills at night. Um, and that didn't really do anything. I think I got another scan a couple months later. And there might have been some more activity, um, so that's when they put me on. That's when they put me on a drug called Stavarga, and Stavarga was very. That, that's probably around the time I talked to you. Yeah,
0: you said um,
2: like, Stavarga was feet were really really Oh my god, I, I got blisters all over my feet. They were just so so sensitive. I had I was wearing slippers all the time. Uh, wearing wearing shoes was you know excruciating. Um, yeah, the the feet. I mean. I'd have to go back. We footnote to all of this. We we did a lot of filming at the time for a documentary we were working on about young adult cancer. Um, and this, you know, other storyline popped up where my tumor comes back and I go through treatment and blah blah blah. Um, That's but, fortuitous. Eh, it really worked out. It really worked out <laughs> That's well.
0: Nice.
2: Everyone wins. Um, <laughs> I, I, I detail all my symptoms. At some point, I'm sure it's in in all the piles of footage. I'm going to have to go back to that to remember just exactly. I remember like my tongue had blisters and I was terrible. I think I was constipated and it was head to toe, head to toe, literally um, symptoms. But my beard turned like a weird fleshy color. Ew. (laughs) I think that's when I was on your show.
0: That's the grossest of all. I know, it really is fleshy beard, blech. But it worked. It worked and and the tumor's been uh been it, it worked since. it worked
2: to an extent. Uh they, I was on that for six months and then I I have, I'd have. have to go back and really think about it, but I think maybe the tumor was stable or growing at a much slower rate. Like it did, it did work ostensibly just um, by being incredibly toxic and that's, when they put me on a new drug called CCNU and that one was not nearly as toxic, but really, really, really affected my energy levels. Mm. Um Like it was, it was, uh, um, Very low, my energy, uh, for about six or eight months. And uh, when I finished that, that's when I, I think that's when I, no, stavarg was when I was 133 pounds. That was my lightest that I got down to. I'm back to about 153, which is still a little underweight for me. And it's actually, I I can't explain it. This this may sound torturous to you, Allison, but no matter what I consume, no matter what what I eat, I cannot put on any weight.
0: I'm eating no matter fucking, what I eat, I can't on the pie. I
2: know. I'm eating turkey sandwiches on, <laughs> on sourdough bread every day for lunch, uh, pasta for dinner. I mean, I'm just, you know, carbo loading yeah. and uh to no avail.
0: Is this is this a bummer for you though?
2: It's it's a bummer in the sense that I think I would be healthier ten pounds heavier. It's awesome in the sense that I'm eating whatever I want and not yeah. seeing any effect. Yeah.
0: That's weird. What is it? What, what is, uh, what is that? Do you think? Do I, you know,
2: I have no idea. It could be a residual effect of the medications. Um, maybe my metabolism is higher. I doubt it. Um, I, I you know, what I'm, I'm avoiding excess sugar. Like I'm not like drinking, you know, smoothies. I am, actually i am sometimes but not regularly mm-hmm. um so maybe that's the next step yeah. but uh it, 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 i told you we talked about this i was keto for like four or five years like hardcore strict keto
0: now i can't remember if i knew that
2: uh yeah i i mean i didn't have sugars or grains mm-hmm. you know at all really for like i said the better part of four or five years
0: um,
2: and this is quite a change
0: yeah yeah, I I periodically. I mean, it's been a while since I've, uh, since I've done keto. But I was like very strict keto for a period of time too. Um, and uh,
2: how long did you? I mean, off and on or?
0: Yeah, off and on. But but I'm trying to think. Like the longest stretch was probably like close to a year. I'd say. It's hard. Um, Yes.
2: The hardest part isn't avoiding. I mean, you know, we you do we can to avoid sugar, you know, grains, whatever. It's the sort of social aspect. Like you go over to someone's house and there's like cheese and crackers, or you go, you know, someone's birthday and you're like, no right. cake for me, you know, or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, that is that. That's the for me the that was the most challenging part.
0: What I remember is uh, it's funny that this is this is this is the dessert that got away. We were in Connecticut and Daniel's relatives have this Christmas party every year. And there is a, a they have like this beautiful house and there's a room, a, de- a room devoted to dessert. And there was a table and like every dessert delicacy you could think of like, a you know, like a, plates, trays, like tiered plates with different chocolate bonbons and little like petit fours and just like Every tiny little cookie treat tart thing. And I just remember like walking by and being like, not my food. And I just kept going. And I, I I think about that now and I think I would like to, I would like to destroy that room.
2: That's uh, that's very funny. Did I, I? don't know if I ever told you. When my brother got married, I think the maid of honor or one of the bridesmaids is like the scion to like the Seize Candy uh, Empire. Oh my And uh, there they had a Seize Candy uh, candy bar, not a candy bar, but a, a bar of candy uh, mm-hmm. uh, piled high on all sorts of uh, cake platters. Were you platters. ketoing then? Oh no, this was two thousand nine. I was dying from cancer. I was eating all the <laughs> fucking okay, candy I can get.
0: Okay, good. What is your... And this is a Snack Chat. What is your favorite See's candy? Uh, easily Bordeaux. Those are pretty good. Mine is... Scotch- snack snack. Chat. Thank you. I think mine is the Scotch Kiss, which is like... um, It's like a butterscotch wrapped around... I'm, I'm familiar. Okay, good.
2: I, I love around. butterscotch. Butterscotch is probably my favorite flavor, which mm-hmm. is funny. It's nice because you don't get too many butterscotch things out in the world. You know what I mean? Really like don't. if you look at the dessert menu of a restaurant, there is often not a butterscotch flavored item. That said, uh, it is my favorite uh, sweet accoutrement.
0: Have we talked about the fact that I now own a refrigerator that has the freezer on the bottom? No, we have, Adam, we have not. The amount of shit I took. You made the it. The fact that I did not, I know I finally did. I finally did. But is this, is that still what you guys have? Or have you moved on to some other kind of refrigerator? I mean, I think
2: there's like a a 1%, you know, class where you get like the refrigerator with like uh, the double swing glass doors or some sort of oversized sub-zero situation. But um, in our tax bracket, uh, I would imagine this is about as good as it gets.
0: Okay. Yeah. We've got like a, it's three doors. Maybe they always are when you have the freezer on the bottom. Right. Freezer. And then the two that open. That's, so,
2: that's ours. Yeah.
0: I guess I am living the good life. When you, you made about
2: it. it. Welcome to the thank club. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. I
2: have so many secrets to tell you. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's finally time. Um, but you're in Burbank now. Yes, I am.
2: Uh, how long has that been?
0: Since 2018. Uh, since oh, so when Halloween. we zoomed,
2: when we zoomed last, you were in Burbank.
0: Exactly. Because the correct. last time we saw
2: each other in person, was it your place in West Hollywood or Hollywood, Hollywood? It
0: was like uh, Hancock Park is okay. actually technically what it was, although you people think of Hancock Park as the other side with all the mansions, not the side with the uh,
2: apartments. <laughs> That's what people t- w- say when they, when they don't want to say they live in Hollywood, <laughs> Hancock Park.
0: <sighs> I mean, I see your point. <laughs> I believe it was Hancock Park-ish. But yes, that's where that's where I last saw you. Gotcha. And that's when you met Elliot, when he was like just a little toddler.
2: I know. How many kids and dogs do you have now?
0: Uh, I have two children. So I have Elliot, who's five, and Owen, who's three. And that, then I, I have knew, Wendy. I, knew, I actually knew that. Oh, okay. And what about you?
2: Uh, still, oh, there's still the one dog. Let's see if we can get him in front of me here.
0: Charlie's still alive. Yeah, can oh, you good. see him right there? Oh, oh hi, Charlie. YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. Uh wait, I'm gonna make it go to Charlie so everyone can see Charlie. Char- Charlie is
2: uh he's an old man, he's slowing down, his vision is going, his hearing is all but gone. Um but you know, he's still relatively spry for what we think is a fourteen ish year old dog. Oh. So he sleeps a lot and he's slow, but uh he's not like decrepit and, and uh and suffering. He's he's just a happy little man.
0: Will you show him again?
2: Yes. Come here, buddy. Smile for the camera. Oh, hold on. There we go. Here it is. Oh, Charlie. Look at him sleeping next to Daddy. Oh. Sweetie. Yes, it is um,
0: All right. I say it is time to answer some questions that people sent in on Patreon. I am on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. Patreon. All of fun stuff. We've got behind-the-scenes the Content. I forgot what word goes with that. That's a that's a classic bad boy of podcasting maneuver. That's right, just you don't s- care. S- I don't care. You know what? If you don't like the word I choose, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> um, we got behind the scenes content. Uh, you can submit questions for my guests. You can submit carbohydrates that I will call you on the Thursday show. I do a Patreon. Brian, have you been a guest on my pay- trip Patreon? podcast a, that's a, a question for guest. you
2: i've been a guest a few times i don't know if i've ever reached uh, that level
0: well you've got if you haven't been you have to be what is like the maybe... difference
2: what is the difference for me
0: well um i solicit questions that are like more questions than we're going to do now and i ask you them and it's a little more casual than this it's like, kind <laughs> of similar More casualness <laughs> <laughs> I know this feels very buttoned up, and like uh, I mean, wh- the-
2: <laughs> which of our shirts are coming off?
0: <laughs> it's a little more casual than this. Uh, it's less. It's less of like me interviewing you, and more of just uh, we answer the questions that listeners send in. Sure. And it's shorter, um, and it's a little more gossipy. I love it yeah so we could, you gotta do that or you gotta do it again I feel like you've done it but maybe not I don't think uh, so
2: that that, that that format does not sound familiar
0: that's called the friend zone uh, there's a level where you can text me and I will text you back wow sign up for a year
2: that's a value
0: you don't even know sign up for a year you get two months free or just do it month by month patreon.com slash Allison Rosen alright we have a song
1: when we- Ask we send them in they wonder and how you have been. And so thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans.:
0: All right. Why can I not? Oh, here we go. Okay. I have Whitney. a
2: question. Can I submit a question? Please. Are you wearing boots right now?
0: No, I'm not. What? Look, check it out.
2: Hang on. <laughs> I take your word for it. Oh my gosh. That's actually nice. You're at home, you know, throw on the fuzzies.
0: That's right. I'm wearing super fashionable fuzzy slippers.
2: That's nice. I like that.
0: No, the the knee high boots have been retired. What? I mean, they're in my closet in case I in case I in case I uh, need to you know because I need them. That was your whole
2: identity. I, like like the carrot top retiring in the steamer trunk.
0: I know, and there was. You made the funniest joke one time. Let's see if I can remember it. Wait, slow down. Slow down. (laughs) Everyone, everyone, pipe down. Oh, I'm going to botch it. And I know that that is going to be disappointing with the way I said it. Well, I
2: forget what you're even going to say. So it'll be new to me.
0: A guest. Oh, what was the question? I remember what you said, but a guest said something like, what, what? I'm just going to say what – maybe we can work backwards. Okay. Because the, you said, I don't think she can. And the question the guest asked was something about how I remove them. <laughs> like, can you remove them with that zipper or something? Like, can you remove them that way? But but it was like the perfect timing and just the perfect syntax. And you're like, I don't think she can. <laughs> Tony, I used to wear knee high boots all the time on the Adam Carolla show. It was like my uniform. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about. Yes, um, I picked up on that. Tony, wow. don't Smart pretend. Ass. Don't pretend that you can do context clues. <laughs> um, okay,
2: Tony, where, where is... are you coming to us from in the world? Where are you right now? I am in Glendale. You're in fucking Glendale, and Allison's in Burbank. Yep, <laughs> this is this is outrageous. <laughs> Why is that outrageous? You're you're a mile apart. <laughs>
0: well uh, and you can't be
2: bothered to show up to the podcast
0: oh no he could you don't understand
1: oh i would be there in a heartbeat if she'd let yeah. me oh yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's yes. even more outrageous um <laughs> no he is willing to pay me forty thousand dollars per episode that we do in person i have yet to see any cash but he is so over zoom you don't even know um anytime
2: Allison, I-, I would advise you to take that money I'm no financial really? advisor, my, but that is, that is a really <laughs> beneficial deal.
0: Anytime the smallest or biggest thing goes wrong audio wise, I can expect at least six texts. Oh, yeah. Or s- between six to 12 texts from Tony letting oh, me in, know. Oh, in real time? Reason. Yeah. Is he <sighs> live, he, it's like he live tweets the problem, letting me know, reason, you know, million in one why I don't like Zoom. And then I get a full breakdown Mm -hmm. of the problem you know he's Um,
2: frustrated when he does actually take to social media and subtweet you about the problems in real time recording with this dumb broad
0: <laughs> but perhaps you know it's what's really hard is the hybrid zoom in-person recording so it's like either we have to all be on zoom or we have to like when i have daniel on the thursday show he's in the house
2: oh i see what you're saying yeah yes short of short of sitting next to each other and cuddling right. up to a microphone yes I, I right get
0: it. yes um. So even though we're close, it would be okay. Whitney C. would like to know, what's been pissing you off lately?
2: Oh, me? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um. What has been pissing me off lately? This is actually going to, so I don't know if you want to play the jingle or not. This oh. will, uh, this will uh, coincide is- nicely with my Hey, Go Fuck Yourself.
0: Oh, should we do Hey, Go Fuck Yourself inside Patreon? Let's do it. Has okay. it ever been done? It's never been done, but why not start now?
2: That's why I'm the bald boy of podcasting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tell, give us your hey, go fuck yourself.
2: So, LAUSD, I know they have a big job to do, literally uh, educating millions of children uh, across this land, some who um, have a better mastery of the language than others, you know, it makes it more difficult. I understand the parents, especially. And I should point out as a footnote that. The school uh, we're in, the district, I guess, is the feeder district for UCLA, uh, like like uh, grad students, right? So, like people who are in UCLA graduate housing, like coming from a lot of them from overseas, China, India, whatever. They don't speak the language well or at all, and so their kids are coming to LAUSD not just to be educated but to learn uh, English. So uh, I understand it's an uphill battle. I understand what you're dealing with, and while. The communication of information is efficient. It is wildly over overkill. I, I got apparently. I don't know if you know this, Allison, but LAUSD is offering kids free breakfast and lunch this year. I know this because I've gotten no less than a dozen phone messages, uh, robocalls, and any number of texts and emails uh, from LAUSD. I understand you have a hard job to do. I understand you have to get this message out to a lot of people. But one or two messages will suffice. Twelve is a massive waste of time. I'm constantly rejecting phone calls and deleting voicemails. LAUSD, in this respect, go fuck yourself. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself.
0: Wow. We don't get robocalls. We, we do get a fair number of emails, but I don't get, uh, you don't get calls robocalls? or texts or anything. Are,
2: no. I've gotten a minimum of a dozen in the two weeks Tess has been in school.
0: Wow. No, we don't get calls or texts or anything. And you don't know whether emails. to answer
2: it because it's like, oh, is this the nurse telling me my right. child's arm has been severed?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, an no, that sample. would drive me nuts because yeah. I would panic every time I saw that.
2: Yeah, it sucks. Oh, uh, all right. Our school is right behind uh, a CVS uh, pharmacy. Like they're like two blocks away, but they share the same prefix. You know what I mean? Like 310-278. Yes. And I got enough calls from CVS say your prescription is ready. So right. now I'm like gun shy. Like I I don't, don't want to talk to a machine, but I
0: don't know who this is. Yeah. What a what a nightmare, Brian. Th- there's no recovering. Ray Morgan. What are your favorite Allison drops? I can't get enough of my fiance Daniel and Becky Honkington.
2: Those are two classics all time like my rushmore Allison drops. <laughs> I would throw in the Dave Holmes guitar. Oh, I love uh that, that was uh, outstanding. And oh man. I'll think of another one and throw it out in the episode. But okay. the guitar, my fancy Daniel, dismissively. And uh um yes, the uh Becky Honkington is pretty excellent. Thank
0: you. Um Let's see. Okay. Jason Henry says... Wow, how cool that you're coming on. Um, so there was an ACS from like 2007, and Brian sounded terrible, like incomprehensible. He's not talking about your vocal quality, just what you were saying. I'm just sure. kidding. Um, I heard this on archives like three weeks ago. I literally started crying for him and his situation from 2007. This dude has battled back and seems to be coming out on the good side. I'm so happy for him and his family. He sounds better than ever today. Get My to your question. question. Oh, and you know what? I, I fucked up because I just took a screenshot. I didn't see that I had to click the see more. That's okay. hilarious.
2: Oh, well, let me let me let me filibuster for you. Um, yeah, that would have been two thousand nine, probably mid two thousand nine, like June, July, more likely August or September. August, July. Anyway, point is, yeah, I, my I was I was borderline incomprehensible. Um, two thousand seven was the radio era, and I was actually doing pretty well back then, so I I do remember very specifically – uh, what era it was when I was having my, my, you know, the radiation affected literally my tongue. So forming words was very difficult. Um, it took a long time. And even when I did, <laughs> you couldn't often understand what I was saying. Uh, and, uh, you know, Adam to his credit kept having me back on the show, I think is a goodwill gesture, but uh, certainly didn't benefit the comedy or the, or the content <laughs> right. or the discourse.
0: Um, okay. My question. So he sounds better than ever today. My question is, simple. that's not true. I don't think so either. My question is simple. When did he think he wasn't going to make it? And can he train me to be his fill-in for when he needs medical days off? I love both of you.
2: Uh, Second part, hard no. Uh, First part, I was so naively and blindly positive that even at my worst, I was still... Convinced that I was going to pull through and things were going to turn around. It was just a matter of time' looking back, that was exceptionally foolhardy. Um, you know There was no guarantee in fact, the odds were that I was not going to pull through, and things were going to continue to get worse and Had it not been for my you know brilliant doctor putting me on a vast which really was off label at the time, you know it was designed for colorectal cancer. They were using it for breast cancer. And he was like, and I guess there were some cases that were going well with, with brain cancers and it it was approved. It wasn't experimental, but it was brand new. I think it was actually approved the month I got diagnosed and I was put on it six months, whatever it was, not even five months later. Um, so, uh, timing obviously worked out. Um, I don't, I'll answer a different question but since you brought it up, what was the person's name? Uh Jason. Jason, thank you Jason for the question and thank you for the compliment. You know, I I I do hope I sound okay. If not, you know, back to normal so to speak, but um there there I remember feeling very despondent specifically about wanting to get back into radio or podcasting in like mid 2009 when my voice really was like very difficult to understand. Um, you know, I was thinking, well, that ship has sailed and I guess I got, you know, I was convinced I was going to go back to work in some capacity, even though, you know, there were a lot of people in my life, professionals, medical professionals who were encouraging, you know, me to file for disability. You know, you obviously qualify for any number of levels. And I remember, not in any virtuous way, just I guess in a stubborn way, want you know, determined to go back to work, whatever, whatever that was. Keep in mind, keep in mind, mid two thousand nine was you know the the tail end of the uh, housing crisis, and there weren't a lot of jobs. So it wasn't, it wasn't as though I was applying for jobs, but it was I, I still had it. Not even in the back of my mind, in 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 the forefront, like I would like to get better and resume working at some point. Again, not 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 because I'm virtuous, just because that seemed like a reasonable life goal. You, you know, were a young point. man. I was. I was 30 years old and yeah. had just been on a fairly successful radio show. When you're on, when you're on a fairly successful morning radio show in Los Angeles, you know the sky's kind of the limit, mm-hmm. at least back then.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe right. not so much today. Yeah. Um. Uh Katie Bureau says, what's your biggest fear and what are you most proud of?
2: Wow. Okay. Well, oh, I mean, I guess my biggest fear is like, you know, not being here for Tessa or, and Christy, obviously. But thankfully, you know, I don't – it doesn't uh... – It doesn't enter my mind as regularly as uh, maybe it it should or it would have you know in other circumstances. So um, that's thankful. And what am I proudest of? I'm proudest of. um, This is not a joke. I'm actually very proud of this. I have steered Tessa away from low quality disposable trashy movies of our youth. Allison, you remember like growing up kids movies sucked. Like they were Mm -hmm. just garbage and like, you know, kids like TV series today are of a varying quality. I have really steered her towards like really good Pixar movies and, uh, be that, be that, uh, as much, um, control as i have over my daughter uh i'm glad that uh that is something that she genuinely loves like she loves movies and you know like she loves spider-man into the spider-verse and she loves the lego movie and these are she obviously doesn't understand them on the level that you know an adult does mm-hmm. but uh, the fact that she gravitates towards quality entertainment uh, specifically movies uh i'm very proud of that
0: uh lee brun says are, the, are there <clears throat> guests on the ACS that he genuinely can't stand, that he puts on a smile to tolerate, or is he genuinely able to find the humanity in even the most vile of Carlson's?
2: Carlson, That's hilarious. That, well, I've never met Tucker Carlson, for example. Oh, oh
0: duh. I didn't know who. <laughs> I, I was like, Carlson. I, I wasn't putting it together who he met. Yes.
2: Uh, I, I think it's definitely the latter. Sorry, who is this person? I, I should pay Lee attention. Lee Brons is his name. Lee, um, yes, uh, I, it's definitely the latter. Like even if there's a person uh, who you know has points of view that I think are b- ridiculous or even offensive. Offensive might be the wrong word because that's pretty rare. And I, I like we used to have. Were you were you there when like Milo Yiannopoulos used to come in? No. Okay, so he came in, but he was such a weird. Character slash creation, like he was very different off the air, and he was clearly doing like a wrestling heel kind of thing. Yeah. You know he would He's call like Trump,
0: shockingly. Yeah,
2: he would call he would call Donald Trump daddy and things like that. He was doing such a bizarre caricature. Yeah, that I kind of respected it in a way, even though what he was, it was saying, like art. most of what, yeah, most of what he was saying was kind of objectionable slash absurd. Um, mm-hmm. But that said, I, I I did kind of respect the hustle. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I I I find yes, I can find common ground or something relatable, or even just like yes, like Lee alluded to the humanity in people I otherwise might dismiss. You know, when you meet someone in person, you, you've probably encountered this on a number of levels in your life and, and career. Like there are a lot of people who put it on you know for uh, when they're on camera they know when they're on mic or on Mm. camera or whatever and they they play to a persona i guess i even i do that to a small extent you know i don't think i'm quite as smug as most people probably assume i am (laughs) in real life um i get a kind of a kick out of you know playing into that but it's that's a microcosm of i think what lee's talking (laughs) about
0: and yet adam same person
2: yeah i mean on and off the air Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean,
0: mean? well, no. Uh Uh-oh. Everyone turn it off. It's happening (laughs) to my voice. Hang on.
2: Give that girl some water.
0: Same person on and off the the mic. I do think, obviously, there's like a, obviously, he's putting on a show when he's on mic, but he is very much the same person on and off the mic.
2: Yes, you won't get a different message off the air than you would on.
0: Right, right. You know who I I and I've mentioned this before stunned to discover Anne Coulter was like I have not spent a ton of time around her but the small amount of time I spent around her like the nicest most gracious now I I think she was going out of her way to be extra polite but I was like she's she totally charms you off. Was that in the
2: was that in the ACS Rene. era?
0: No. Okay, um,
2: so I'm saying I don't think I've met her. i would be shocked yeah. if we were there together.
0: No, I when I was doing Red Eye. Oh, Red Eye. Red Eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met her and my mom was with me. I'm uh I'm and she was like so friendly to my mom. This was like back in back in those days. We are I know you have to go. Let's quickly. Do we have time to do just me or everyone? Are you talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you.
2: I'm not producing the show, so. Well, yes, no, yeah, we yeah, have time. But I'm joking. I appreciate that. And yes, let's uh let's go. Okay.
0: Let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. What is your Just Me or Everyone, Brian?
2: Okay. So um, I know, Allison, you fancy yourself a writer. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So this will be. One. I had to dust off an old email where I used to collect JMOs in case they came up, um, I love and that. I don't think I've ever done this one. I, I'm looking through, and I'm like, if I, I, if I have, it's been many years, but I don't believe I have. And Allison, the writer, will appreciate this. Mm. I find it exceptionally annoying, and I don't know. I assume you do as well when you know how people will for emphasis when they're writing drag out a word, you know what I mean? They'll they'll you know if the word is fuck, they'll spell it I hate when people drag out the letter. That that there's a hard consonant like Uh like if it was if it was fuck it would be like fuck it would go on (laughs) that that is not a letter that you can extend that's not a letter that you can you can do the Fs and the u's all you Mm -hmm. want in fact do do them all yeah you can't you can't uh, extend the hard consonants lest you uh, you know fuck and
0: it's got it's like when you're trying to say
2: fuck yeah okay go ahead when you're trying to what.
0: No, no, I'm just saying, like, at a certain point, it's just KKK over and over. Like, it's those good, KKK yeah, over a a and over again. that's unintended it's,
2: consequence yeah. for sure. But just the principle, like, if, you know, someone writes out shit and they, they, they you know, the, the T goes on for, you know, five yeah. T's. It's like, are you saying shit? Is that, is that what you're trying to say? Because that's right. what you're saying. That's what you've written.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with you. That's that's. A Have you really never thought about that? I've never thought about that. See,
2: that's the grammar copy editing nerd in me. It's like, you you can't do that. You're making up a sound they would never say.
0: But I hate it. I know. I hate it. It makes no sense. I don't like it. I agree (laughs) with you. I hate (laughs) it. I hate it. it. I also, now how do you feel about this? I, period, hate, period, it, period. I'm over that.
2: Yeah, it's overused. I don't hate it from a grammatical perspective. Mm. I hate it from, a, okay, yes, this, and then the clapping emoji between each one. I feel the oh. same way. No, like, yes, I, don't I like that. I, I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. This is no longer clever, <laughs> so we can let this go. This yes. is a vestige of the 2010s. Yes.
0: When when I can tell that whoever wrote the tweet thinks like, Oh, this is so clever, wait till they get a load of this. This is gonna burn down Twitter. Yes, I do not do not like that. Um Brian, this has been delightful. I'm so glad we got a chance to do this. Thank you so 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 much. Please tell everyone where they can find you, plug all your things, etc.
2: Yes, uh, I have a a thriving Instagram account. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are both at Bald with a Y. Uh, The Instagram may be more interesting to your listeners who don't know me as well because uh, there are lots of pictures of my wife and daughter up there, uh, as well as I alluded to. I think I alluded to. The documentary, right? Yes, you I mentioned did.
0: it, but you didn't give us any details.
2: Well, there, there's no details to give. We're literally about halfway through shooting, so it will be a good year and a half before any you know, footage is made available to the public. That said, I do post behind the scenes uh, like photos and stuff of me doing interviews and things like that occasionally. I will do more because we are ramping up. We just got a, a big, uh, oh, here's an announcement. Just got a big investment in the uh, documentary. So we'll be nice. ramping up some production and I'll hopefully be posting more behind the scenes goodies, Instagram, uh, Twitter at Brian
0: does uh, the doc- documentary have a title yet
2: yeah it's a really good title I didn't even get like my like my book which is also a good title <laughs> I didn't come up with it, uh, it our called? director did and it's called growth
0: nice um Is a great. double
2: is a double entendre
0: yes I f- I, I I entended both of <laughs> you, those. you.
2: You got it instantly.
0: <laughs> I did. Um, and check out my other podcasts, Upwardly Weekly, my lighthearted news podcast that comes out on Saturdays, and Childish, aforementioned, comes out every other Wednesday. Follow me on social media at Alison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. I already mentioned Patreon. I am also on Cameo. And if you like what you're hearing, please make sure you're subscribed. Or don't. I don't care. Yeah. Nice review. Bald five boy. stars. <laughs> yeah. Who? I mean, we don't really care. You know, whatever. Tony, what about you? Uh,
1: Twitter and Instagram ads.
0: Tony Thaxton. And Tony gets buddy. plugs? <laughs> <does>. I know. <laughs> what, what show yeah, is I, this? I've,
1: I've never asked, asked for them. She just gives them. That's
0: I nice. know, but sometimes I think, what am I doing?
1: I am confused why you saved me for last. I will say that.
0: Oh, does that feel like the like most impactful? Spot? Yeah. yeah. Really? Tony, plug
1: my Instagram.
0: <laughs> I got to think about changing that. <laughs> I figure by now they've turned it off.
1: true that's a a
0: really good point yeah what am i doing i need to rethink a lot of things um (laughs) did i cut you off tony
1: Uh, it's my same bullshit it is every week so whatever i'm not worried about it
0: oh so bad (laughs) bad boy (laughs) (laughs) this was so much fun thank you listeners thank you for listening i love you you matter goodbye hey do you know about the allison rosen show
1: Good time But now we gotta go